Welcome to Flip It Curiously. I am Tony of Flip It Downside Up, and joining me as always is my fantastic co-host. My name is Brennan. I am the Curious Picker. We are part-time resellers. We enjoy the adventure of hunting for different treasures at garage sales, thrift stores, online, maybe even through people that we know. Sorry, we purchase (laughs) items that people believe have a downside as they're getting rid of those, and then we buy them and sell them for a profit on eBay and other platforms to people who will pay a premium for those things. <laughs> Today is Tuesday. Yes. It is uh, June 1st. June 1st. We're uh, in June. Yes, we're in June. We're in the summertime here in, uh, in the Ohio region. Uh, this is episode number eight. Uh, so thank you guys very much for sure. joining us today. Uh, audience continues to grow. Uh, last episode, I think at last check, we were at like 26 or so odd uh, listeners which was uh fantastic yeah um so we're gonna keep this uh we're gonna keep this train rolling um so every sunday or monday or tuesday whatever day (laughs) whatever day we choose to get together uh we start with a segment uh called sip it where we share beer I did forget to ask you if you had a beer, Tony. So. I did, and I, I almost op- I opened it partially right before you signed on, and I was like, oh, I need oh. that for the sound. <laughs> Got to get the sound. So, <laughs> outstanding. So, yeah, Tony, it's uh, good to be back with you this week. Uh, so, uh, what do you have tonight as we start on our reselling discussion? I'm going to see if I can get a good one now that it's half open, but eh, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, I have, uh, again, Sonder Brewing Company, which I <clears throat> I really like. Um, my favorite beer, I I featured them a few weeks ago. It was You Betcha. And I'm super excited. Now, I'll just I'll talk about that in a second. But this beer is called Otto, O-T-T-O. And it is a double tiramisu stout um, brewed with custom blend of script coffee. And it's pretty strong. I would, yeah, it sounds it's like it would be really strong. good, but it's really strong. And if I had a problem getting to the end of last episode with, with a boat show, this one, well, we'll see. We'll see. What's the, uh, what's the ABV on that one? Yeah. 11%. Oh, wow. This makes more sense. I never checked that part. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that'll do it. Right. That will do it. Um, I do not have a beer that is that, uh, that intense today. <laughs> um, I am going with uh, great lakes brewing company ah. from uh, good old Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I'm going with Crushworthy, which is a locale citrus wheat. Okay. It is pretty much the antithesis of what you are drinking tonight. Um, so this uh, it says here do you believe in love at first sip with a lightly filtered body and a sweet kiss of orange it's more than a crush it's your new main squeeze oh that's so corny right (laughs) Um, good job cleveland yeah it's it is it is delicious it's uh just a light ale orange and lemon perfect for the summertime uh very locale not very not very strong but uh very very delicious yeah yeah this is Double tier masseuse stout brewed with Madagascar vanilla beans with hints of rich, I, I'll say cocoa, as a cacao, CA, so. and uh, script coffee, which is also a Sonder product, it looks like. So, yeah, it's, it's very good. Um, and I'm super excited. I saw recently 
Um, you've been to, I assume you've been to Kings Island before. Yep. You know Multiple how King? Times. What's King? Do you what's what kind of uh, food is Kings Island famous for? Do you know? Uh, Since you live in cakes. <laughs> so at least from what I remember as a kid and knowing up in Dayton here, it's the blue ice cream. Ah, yes. And Sonder ice cream. Yes. And Sonder is partnering with Kings Island to create a beer that is combining the blue ice cream into like a, I know they do a lot of milkshake IPAs. I'm wondering if that's what that is. Um, of course, I didn't have it prepared here on my screen to figure out if that's what it was, but <clears throat> I was super pumped to see that, uh, to see that come up on my Facebook feed the other day. So yeah, I'm excited cool. to see what they do with that. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I have, it's so funny. I live, we, we can literally hear the fireworks yeah. from Kings Island. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those things when you live there or live next to it, you kind of take it for granted. Like it's, it's a big deal for a lot of people to go to Kings Island. And like we drive by it every day. Like it's just a park. You know what I mean? Um, I do. But, I was born and raised in Sandusky. I had Cedar Point yeah. five, 10 minutes from my house every, the entire, my, my whole childhood. And you do take it for granted that it's there. You know, Cedar Point's consistently voted best amusement park in the world. And cool. I know. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy going there on occasion, but it's not special to me like it is to a lot of people. So I, I completely get that, that sentiment. Uh, yeah. I love Cedar Point. We used, we had a lot of good a lot of good trips when I was a kid going up there and riding some rides for sure. Yeah, it's I mean overall it's a, it's just a better Oh yeah. It's yeah, just oh. a better park. I mean if Kings you like Island, roller coasters, it's yeah. a better park. By it's, far. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find that post and I went on Saunders website and I should have just gone on the Facebooks. Uh but anyways, um so we haven't done a sports minute in a while and I don't have anything to talk about until football season starts anyway. So we can skip our sports minute, but I thought I'd ask you just in general, before we get into, you sell something every week during the, during the show. Oh, all right. I got to talk about this one real fast though, because <laughs> it's, it's an offer. It's the first laser disc offer. I mm. just posted it like literally 20 minutes ago. Okay. Um, so it is called Satan's Sadists. Sounds fantastic. Now I did. There were no sold comps okay. on it. I didn't see any sold comps. I saw two uh, active listings at like forty nine. Mm-hmm. So I way undercut that, and I listed mine at twenty nine, ah. and an offer of twenty five. And I'm pretty sure I'm just going to go ahead and take it. So, yeah. First laser disc sold twenty five bucks. Yeah, sweet. Heck yeah. And that's something that you, I think you mentioned on the pod last week um, that you were going to potentially uh, go pick up, you know, you were meeting somebody for that deal, but you didn't talk about it yet. You talk, we talked about it before we started yeah. recording, but uh, tell everybody who is listening all 26 or 30, <laughs> which cool. It's so cool to see that it really is how quickly the number is growing on the new episodes um, it's far outpacing the, the initial episodes and how long it took us to get to even 10 listeners versus we had, you know, I think, like you said, I think it's 23 or 26 already 
for this right. past episode. And although that's not big in the overall scheme of things in terms of growth, we're super happy about that. And that there's Absolutely. people that, you know, I know people uh, that listen to this every week um, or, when, or whenever we post it. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. tell us a little bit about, you talked about this, this potential uh, bulk buy last week that was offered to you or kind of not offered, but um, uh, you got hooked up with the seller through Lonnie, yep. right? Through uh, uh, Shed Flips on YouTube and also uh, with John on Guys Without Jobs podcast. Yep. So tell us a little bit about what, what happened with that. I think you mentioned it last week, but uh, how'd things all go down? Yeah, I did. Um, and also there's, I do have a YouTube video out here that talks a little bit more about it. Uh, this massive collection was even bigger than I thought. That is the title. But uh, so it's, it's really interesting how it all came together. So there was a Facebook marketplace posting here. Yes. Uh, I think the Dayton area. And a guy had a thousand laser discs for, uh, for a thousand dollars. So when I see things like that, that I've not really done before, I call my lifelines and just say, yeah. Hey, would either of you guys be interested? Like, <clears throat> is this something that you would think about doing? Uh, John was a hard pass. Um, I think he's got PTSD from a previous huge bulk buy of media. Maybe he'll talk to you guys about that sometime. Um, and uh, Lonnie said, well, I, I'm actually talking about doing a deal very similar to that. Um, so um, we were talking just a little bit more about that. And then he, Lonnie was like, you know, I, I really don't, I don't need the product. Um, you know, I was going to have to, he was going to have to get it uh, at the rally basically. Mm. And, yeah. you know, get it all back down to Tennessee or not Tennessee, Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, In the bayou. Yeah. So he's like, you know, I, I really don't, I really don't need it. I said, if you're, if you're interested, I'll, I'll give you this guy's number and uh, you guys can make it happen. So he gave me his number. His name's Jim. Super nice guy. Um, really, really great guy. Uh, he's, he's a reseller. I think he's a part-time reseller. Okay. Uh, and he, I think he, I think he's in Tennessee and he's somewhere up North as well. Um, so I, I reached out to him. And he said, fortunately for me, he, he gave me the same deal he was going to give to Lonnie, which he, he really didn't have to do that, honestly. Yeah, no, he uh, did not. I've never bought anything from him. Like, we don't have a rapport like that. So that yeah. was really nice of him to keep it with that same deal. Absolutely. Um, and to include the fact that he gave me all 19 totes and he dropped it off. Yeah. He brought like, it all the way up, dropped it off. He brought it all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it was like it really, it couldn't have worked out better. Um, couldn't worked out better for me. Um, I think he was happy with it. It's still, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a nice chunk of change to, you know, to pick up on your way yeah. to wherever you're heading. So yeah, for sure. So he dropped off 19 totes of uh, laser discs. I have gone through maybe four or five of them so far. Um, I've got about 80 set aside that are individuals. And then I've still got a bunch more to, to go through. I told you, I give you, I'll give you a buck a piece if you want to get rid of a bin. <laughs> well, maybe I, may, I'll go through the bin first. Of course you will. <laughs> then I'll uh, now. Um, I'm. It's a it's a lot of work, but I <laughs> I I really I don't know what it is, but I'm really enjoying going through Good. all of them. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's the treasure hunt, man. It's exactly what it is. It's it like is. I've got a garage sale and a bin 
and 19 bins, right? So like every bin I open is like going to a garage sale. Um, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun and I've done some research. Yeah. I know some discs to kind of look out for now. I'm looking for a wizard. Okay. Uh, the Fred Savage uh, Nintendo. Oh yeah. That's, I'm looking for that one. That one, that's like a $200 uh, laser disc. Would so, you go, so how'd you do that? Do you go into eBay and throw in just laser disc and see what's highest selling or? Oh, it, it, uh, I had a laser disc called Sorcerer. So I typed in Sorcerer laser disc and for whatever reason, Wizard came up like multiple times mm-hmm. under that title. Yeah. Um, and it worked out that way. And that, that's a great thing about eBay. It's like, yeah. I don't know if there's something wrong with the algorithm or what, but you can get lucky and find certain things that you weren't even looking for. And It'll send kind it of know to look for. like similar, like a similar word, for instance, like sorcerers, uh, clearly similar word to wizard. And, True. Uh, but then there's other times you put something in and you're like, this should pop up. Yeah. And it doesn't. And I don't understand why I put in the exact words that this thing is and, Oh no, I got to, take one word out or something and then it'll pop it's just it is a weird it is a weird platform it is not without its flaws anybody who is is selling on ebay or looking to sell on ebay it certainly does not have its flaws but for me you don't get more bang for your buck than than ebay personally um in my opinion i would agree i would agree and, it's uh the reach the reach is just so it's so massive it is um, you can just it's it's massive it's so easy honestly mm-hmm. once you get once you get used to it like there are it is work don't get me wrong sure. but once you get used to it when you think about what you're doing versus trying to set up your own platform and trying to get an audience like it's yeah it's great yeah um which is interesting uh, I, I talked to another friend of mine said he's like hey man i've been listening to your podcast and i was like really and and this is for drew uh, drew and i went to uh, we were good friends in middle school kind of drifted apart in in uh, high school we still went to the same high school but we didn't we weren't as, as good of friends and then um college you know we were facebook friends for a while and then we drifted apart and then kind of started talking again late, lately a lot um and he's been listening and and he was telling me he's like I've just, he's like, I've got some things that I'd, I'd like to try to sell on eBay. And he's like, he, he's like, I want, you know, I learned a lot. I've learned a lot from your podcast. And I was like, really? I said, that's, that's awesome to hear that. Um, so that was really cool to hear. And uh, that's awesome. So Drew, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. And he's not the only one I get that. I've gotten that from numerous people. I've got at least two people I work with that listen to the podcast. My boss, um, <clears throat> I'm, and I'm pretty excited about that. I got two or three friends that definitely listen to it. Uh, Christy's brother listens to it. So, you know, I got a handful of people I know that listen. And um, so those of you that do listen, man, we really appreciate it. And yeah. you know, the more you, you know, the more you listen and the more you, uh, you know, let people know if it's something you think someone else might have an interest in, pass it on. Like we'd love for more people to, to, to listen and, and learn from us. Um, yeah, agreed. And we only charge 20% for what you sell. Uh, yes. From what you've yep. learned. So yep. we don't do the 60 feet. 40. We do the 80 20. Yep. We, we yep. charge 80%. Sorry, no, we don't charge 80%. No, we don't charge <laughs> only 20. 20. Only 20%. Only 20. And now going backwards a little bit to what you talked about 
about why you enjoyed so much going through those laser discs is that treasure hunt feel, right? Like going through and figuring things out. I mean, it's the Harry oh. Potter cards thing. Like those are amazing. I got, and I'll talk about that, but you know, I got three of those. Those are the, Oh man, those are in like amazing condition too. They're in really good condition too. Yeah. And I thought, well, should I try to send one out for grading? Does it matter? Uh, maybe. I noticed that some of them sell for more that way. Um, so there's those two cards. Um, there is, this one's not in as good a shape, but Harry the Seeker. Mm -hmm. That one sells for, let's see, I've got it open up here. I was going through these last night. That one sells for 30 to 50. Man. And then the other one that I don't see in my pack here is the unicorn oh that's cool and the unicorn sells for where are you unicorn between 20 and 60 is kind of what i was finding man so and then each of these in one of these sell for at least five bucks so i put anything that was five and up i put in a sleeve so i've got about 30 cards that sell for at least five bucks those three harry potter ones look like they sell for between 80 and a hundred ish, yeah. <clears throat> maybe, maybe more, maybe less. Um, and so I'm for three bucks on that whole box. And then I could probably sell the rest of the set for 50 bucks or something too. So, um, that's going to end up being a really good deal. So I'm really excited that I, that's awesome. that I grabbed that. And that's going to be my, even though I bought it a few weeks ago and I kind of already talked about it, that's going to be my find of the week. Cause I didn't, I didn't go out too much at all. Um, and that's the find because I didn't realize until I looked them up last night that those <clears throat> I had looked up some other cards, but I never got to those Harry Potter ones. And I did not like I was I was like, oh, my God. And then I kept pulling them. There's one right after I pulled that. And then a few cards later, another one. I was like, I got three of these. I mean, that's potentially three hundred dollars right out yeah. of that three bucks. So that's amazing. <clears throat> I'm really excited about that. Those are Harry Potter it's the Harry Potter trading card game. And I bought a whole box of those for three bucks about three weeks ago at a garage sale real, uh, on an early Friday morning. Um, and it's going to, it's going to be a huge um, profit on, on that buy for sure. So that's my, that's my find of the week. Um, that's awesome. For when I didn't we, even know it was a thing. <clears throat> I didn't either. I saw I it. No I, thought, I thought three bucks, you know, trading cards are huge right now. Oh, yeah. I know nothing about this. I looked a few things up and I saw that, you know, some lots of them were selling for a decent amount. And I thought, I'm just going to pick them up and I'll see what's in them. And if there's something in there, that's good, good. And if there's not three bucks is nothing. So, yeah. Wow. So I was, I just typed in, so I like to do this when I find something new Yeah. because I'll type it in and then I'll just sort by highest to see mm -hmm. what's the crazy thing out there. So yeah. the, uh, the Chamber of Secrets, the set, the Trader uh -huh. Chamber of Secrets set, brand yeah. new. Yeah. There's one that sold for four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Field one for box. Twenty seven fifty. Yeah. 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 I I saw that stuff when I was looking. Oh my stuff gosh. Up. Crazy. So that's a bolo. I mean, that'll be my bolo too. Like, Jeez. if some way, some way, somehow, you either have these laying around, someone that you know has them or had them, um, or you see them. Harry Potter trading cards. There's value there. 
right now, the trading card market is out of control. Um, especially if you can get them for cheap, pick those up. There's a lot of value there and a lot of different cards. You know? Do you know how many cards you have? <clears throat> well, no chance. I have to have several hundred here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause I was just looking, there's one, there's one listing here. It's yeah. a, it's complete Harry Potter trading card game base set. Yeah. 116 of 116. Mm-hmm. It says 899. Yeah. But it's got a best offer. So I don't know exactly yeah. what that's sold for. And but... I haven't gone through it's interesting because there are different there's different sets. They there right. are other ones that came out. So uh, you know, you've got one, you know, 116, and that's what a lot of these are. Like Harry the Seekers from a set of 80. So that's not that's not the initial original one, but the Harry Potter one is. I might look and see if I've got, I mean, I could have a first set in there or close to it. You know, maybe I could go find a a couple of cards and and complete the set and then try to sell it as a set. I've got three of those Harry Potter cards alone. Right. I can sell, you know, maybe I'll send one in for, for grading and I'll sell one as is, and I'll put another one in, see if I can get a set together. And I mean, that, that would be huge. Yeah. So Maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. I haven't looked too much into, you know, what other cards are valuable other than what I have. Right. But it, they certainly have value there, which wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed it had I not stumbled across it, I guess I should say. Yeah. So I would, I, I feel like I would have picked it up, but I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known like, Hey, I should pick this up. I would have like, Oh, it's Harry Potter. It, and I didn't look else. Through- my wife would love it. So, yep. and I didn't look through it. I was like, I'm just going to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, at three bucks, three yeah. bucks. I mean, the fact that there could be something in there, I'm just going to get it. And I'm glad I did. I'm, <laughs> I was <laughs> only one at that sale when I walked up and it was just sitting there and it was not the first day of the sale as far as I know. So that's, awesome. that's, that's another one of those reminders. And I need to remember this myself. I haven't been out garage sailing really since that day. I went out early mid-May. I haven't gone out much. It's been it's been really crazy at home and and in life in general. And it's not been working out. But I told her, I said, I am going Friday. <laughs> I am going on Friday and I want to go on Saturday. And then we're gonna we're going to resale rally, a reseller rally in the evening on Saturday. I'm really pumped about that. Um I really wanted to go to the Hofbra house. I don't know if you guys are going to that on Friday night. I think we are. I I want to go. I just am not sure if I can get down there um, in time. I know she's tutoring until about seven and I know it starts at like seven 30, but I don't know how long people will be there, but. I think they'll probably be there until the bar closes until they kick them out. I I don't know. I have no idea. I kind (laughs) of figured that too, actually, but so we'll see if I, I'd love to go down there and meet people um, kind of before we get on the boat. Cause I I'm, I'm, I do have a little bit of social anxiety at times where I get nervous talking to new people. And if I don't know people, I just kind of sit in a corner by myself until someone comes to talk to me. And, you know, and the thing too, like I'm one of the guys that's going to be on the boat who does not have a YouTube and it's <laughs> not somebody that are going to be, you know, they're not going to notice my face. Mm. So <clears throat> I noticed a couple of people posted about that in the, uh, the Facebook group 
today and yesterday. Like I don't have a, a YouTube and I feel like I'm going to be the, one of the few that doesn't. And which uh, there'll be, there'll be some, but I do think yeah. too, somebody posted, they think that this will spark some new YouTube channels. And I just, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, this might be what I need to finally say, yep, it's time. Why not? What, what do I got to lose? And the videos, like Lonnie says, he put, he, he responded and said, it doesn't matter if they're bad. Nobody watches them at the beginning anyways. So and you <laughs> he's not wrong. That? He's, he's not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> um, no. no, yeah. And I, that's, that's an interesting point because I don't know if we talked about it before, but I, when John started YouTube forever ago, yeah. um, I, I did as well for like a really short period of time. I think I had like maybe seven or eight videos Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't, I didn't care enough to keep doing it at that time. Um, And I I also took, I also took like a year off of reselling as well, Mm -hmm. which obviously that, that kind of hurts that too. But it was the, uh, the 127 sale last year is what um, was like, yep. Okay. I'll go ahead and uh, let's hop back into this and awesome. figure this all out. So yeah, I started my channel um, pretty pretty close after. That. I think my first video was in like July, so I think I'm coming up on a year or so. That's or awesome. Close to it, something like that. So yeah, you've had a good you've had a good increase in viewership in in, in the span of a year. Yeah, I mean that's nepotism. It is, and that's the best way to do. It. That's the best way. Absolutely. To do it. So, you know, and that's something that I, I, I think, um, I don't know. It's one of those things lately. Things have been good in reselling for me lately. And it might not be, you know, let's, you know, kind of circle back to what we talked about last week. And that was setting goals. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still just, I'm sitting at about 5,300 in sales. My goal was 5,000. I want to bump my goal up to 6,000, but I'm close to 5,500. And uh, I didn't get, I didn't hit my listings goal, which is 200. Um, and it keeps getting harder because it keeps going down. I keep selling things. So and my average price per item has gone up to over $50 an item uh, during That's this awesome. time. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing real well with that. Um, but I wanted to, right before we started, I printed off my, my analytics via eBay last year in the month of May, my total sales. Now, mind you, I, I, I was not active. Uh, I had things listed, like maybe 35 listings, $200.69 <laughs> last May. Man, rolling. And in comparison, I am up 1,000% to $3,149 last month. That's a great month. It's a great month. And it yeah. really makes me, it really makes me confident in my ability to do this and to grow this into something more than it is right now. Um, and so looking at that, you know, when you look at selling costs and taxes and stuff, um, it's, you know, $2,300 uh, net sales for me, um, that is comparable to what I make in a month. So, you know, that's, that's a big deal for me. And um, I know how little amount of time I put into this business. And if I can double the amount of time I put into it and I can double the amount of sales, that's something that's going to be, it's going to work out really well for me as I continue to 
to grow this business and make decisions in regards to, okay, is this what I, is this what I want to do? Do I have other things I want to do? Am I going to keep doing my painting? Um, which I've always told my boss, I'd like to keep doing that in some capacity for sure. But, but this month and this hitting that goal of 5,000, that's huge for me to say, this is possible. And, and, and then seeing you hit your goal and you hit 15 K knowing 15 K for me would be blowing my current salary out of the water, even after fees and cost of goods and stuff. So you, you know, I talked about this a little bit before you inspire me and show me and prove to me that it's being done. It's being done by someone that's part-time. And then seeing John and knowing how much he, you know, he's able to do, um, I don't know what he's able to do. I see on eBay what he sold and in his videos, but knowing he does it full time and the amount of money those full timers can do, it just proves to me that this is a viable business option. And um, I'm pretty excited about growing this. And also, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but I have life coach certification and not certification, but I had training. I never finished the certification. Um, I was thinking it's been a long time since I've, I've, I kind of went through that training and I, I never knew what to do with it. And I was really thinking this week, this weekend, especially about, okay, they talk about in coaching, you need to have a niche. You can't just say I'm a life coach. Um, yes, you can do that. But if you have a specific thing that you focus in on, it'll draw those people to you in, in higher droves than just everyone when you say I'm a life coach oh we all have a life we need to we need a coach now you know so what I was thinking is millennials and post millennials especially I want to find this number I know this number is out there my hearing aid battery just told me it's going to die um (laughs) um, I don't know if you knew I wore hearing aids but uh, yeah you mentioned that before yeah yeah. so but anyways uh it just tells me battery and (laughs) so I got some down here on the board. Uh, But anyways, uh, millennials and post-millennials, if you look at the amount of them who are running side businesses or side hustles, it's a huge thing right now. It is a huge thing. So I started to think I run a side business. I know some of the ins and outs of running a side business. So I have knowledge. What if I became a side hustle coach? And I coached those people because some people have a side hustle to just make extra money. Some of them have a side hustle to eventually do it full time. Someone who just brews in their basement, you know, brews beer, maybe they have a goal at some point of making that hobby or that side hustle their full-time gig someday. What life coaches do is they help you to figure out and schedule out so that you're able to balance life, family, your side hustle and your, and your full-time job and and be able to continue to grow that. So I thought that was a really good potential niche um, yeah. that, that I could be a part of. And specifically, if we continue growing our podcast and I get out on YouTube and I get to reseller rallies and I meet these people who are doing this, people who want to go from their side hustle to make it a full-time gig, this is a way for me in this community to help other people while also profiting. So it was just a thought I had. And the more I've thought about it, the more I think it's the right thing that I should be doing, um, you know, as, as something else with, with my, uh, with my reselling. So 
Um, so I'm excited about kind of diving into that and seeing how that's possible, you know, if that's possible and how I can help other people. Yeah, I like that's a good idea. I was just uh, searching after you said the uh, that there has to be a number out there. It looks like, so it says millennials are the most likely age group to have a side hustle. So 50% of millennials have a side hustle currently. This is according to LendingTree. I'm going to give them credit because yeah. they've done the research. I haven't done it. So mm-hmm. if it's wrong, you can blame LendingTree. Don't blame me. Um, but yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I would say side hustles have, I'm sure they've increased Huge. during the pandemic. They have. Um, like that be out of a necessity, right? Like, yeah. You, you have to um and i guess i'm trying to think so you've got uh, like your doordash and your uber those uh those are probably very highly used millennial yep. side hustles yep um i remember i worked i was working at macy's in the call center and i had an older associate and he always had side hustles so his side hustle was refereeing mm-hmm. so like um People have been side hustling for years, right? Refereeing, umpiring, like it's, Owning it's properties. always, yeah, it's well, always, always something like it is. And, never, and so never enough. Thinking about it, you mentioned this pandemic and, and what it has done to people and the increase in side hustles. And I agree that that, I don't have any data on that, but I guarantee you that, that people who lost their jobs and were getting, and there was a benefit to getting unemployment at a higher rate to people who also had this idea or these, this, this hustle, mm-hmm. they were able to start to build, like they were home. They were able to build something potentially. Um, the, the word that I think has been the most important word when it comes to business during this entire thing, during the pandemic is the word pivot. How were you able to pivot your business? Kroger was able to pivot their business to that click list or whatever they call it now. Like, that got that that was big, but it got even bigger. It's yep. huge now. And maybe I'm wrong. It's not going away. Like I don't want to go to the grocery store anyways. Like keep building that, please. <laughs> we will. We you will. Know? <laughs> so it's it's about how you pivot your business. You know, uh, resellers when things happen, like where are we where are we gonna source? What's gonna happen? There's no garage sales, there's no this, no that. People found different ways to source. Um Things that weren't valuable became valuable. Nintendo Wii spiked real high because people are like, what are we going to do with our damn kids while they're home all day? I need a Wii. I need, I know that's something they could do and get exercise in the house. And so things changed. The pandemic was, I think was really good for us as resellers. And I hope that it continues. Like I've heard a lot of people online say, Oh, sales are slow, but, I talked to you about this and you mentioned it again last week. Good product is good product. If you don't have good product, um, you know, maybe there are things you're doing wrong when you're listing. Maybe you're, you've got shoddy pictures. Maybe your description's not very good. Maybe you're overpriced. Maybe your shipping's out of control. You know, maybe there's more to it than just your, nobody's buying things because right. there are always people. I, I don't have viewers. I don't, you know, people are like oh, all these YouTube people are getting stale still because because they've got viewers. Well, I don't have viewers, and I have the highest sales in in ninety days I've ever had, and I can almost guarantee thirty one hundred dollars in sales in a thirty one day period is the most I've ever had. Wow. So, you know, so I think that 
I think that good product is good product, period. You have to find what people want. You can list 1,000 items of stuff that you found at a garage sale. It doesn't mean people want them. Are there, right. sold, are there sold comps on those things? And if there are, how many are there? Um, I often fall victim to that where I'll buy something and I'll say, wow, it sold for 50 bucks. Well, only one of them sold. Right. So how long is this going to take to sell? And am I, am I actually going to get anything near that number? Um, come on. <laughs> I don't know what that one is. No, that's just, he just paid. That's, oh, so you took, you accepted and he paid. Excellent. Yes. Yep. So, it's always good. Always good when they pay. It's always good. I got one that hasn't paid yet. And that's kind of bugging me because it was an offer. Yeah. I mean, come on. If you're going to send an offer. Right. Like, well, and it's, it's the dreaded zero feedback person and uh, which is fine. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that, but they're notorious, right? Like, like I, I accepted the offer right after you countered it. So maybe just pay for it. I know I'm going to get an email that says like, Oh yeah, man, like I get paid in two weeks. <laughs> I, have, I have gotten a couple of those. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. So so, you know, we're kind of just, we're kind of just shooting the shit today. It's, it, it, we're not following it. Like we're not following the, 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 the agenda, the way we have in the past. So I'm going to just going to ask you, like you went out a lot this weekend, it seemed, or you went out a decent amount this weekend. What, what would you say was your find, like your best find, your find of the week this week? Um, we, act, we didn't, we only went out. I only went out on Saturday. Oh, Okay. Um, and we all, we went out for you did tell me that i think we hit let's see one two we hit like four sales yeah um, so it was me and the me and the wife and the kids we all yeah. we all went out on saturday um so one thing and I don't, I don't know if this is just regional or if this is everywhere um but holiday weekends typically there's not as many garage sales yeah. um because people are traveling um that's the only thing I can think of. It's because people are traveling. Um, to me, when I think about a holiday weekend, I'm like, well, most of you have three day weekends. So it's a perfect time to have a garage sale. There should yeah. be twice as many garage yeah. sales, but yeah. um, that's not the case. So um, yeah, we went, we just, we hit a handful. Um, and I would say that the, so my find of the week was the, uh, the Cardinal backgammon set. Yes. Um, I paid $7 for that. Uh, it is a, um, on the box, it says Marbleite, um, okay. but that's commonly known as Bakelite, I guess. Um, so the Bakelite, if you see it's it's going to be like a marble swirl type type design. Um, they won't be plastic chips. You can tell they're a little bit, a little bit heavier. Um, it, is, it looks legit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I love finding backgammon sets. So that one, I paid seven for it. It sold, I think it took maybe 10 hours or so yeah. to sell. It sold for 80 bucks. Um, so that, that was, that was my find of the week. I've sold, <clears throat> I would say that's probably the fourth or fifth set of, um, of backgammon that I've sold Well, of that type of backgammon that I've sold. Um, and I learned about it. I got, I just got lucky. I was at a, a sale years back. Um, this uh, old lady had a, a backgammon board. It said Chris Lloyd on it. Um, 
So I looked up Chris Lloyd and I was like, oh, not not Christopher Lloyd, um, but <laughs> I Chris to, Lloyd. I had to laugh because I mentioned that the other day. I was like, so is Chris Lloyd the, the brand of this this type of backgammon set or is is this the guy who played Doc Brown in Back to the Future? <laughs> nope, it is. It is Chris Lloyd. Um, so that that's a really it's a really good brand. If you if you're lucky enough to find a backgammon board, if it says Chris Lloyd on it, you, you're going to want to pick that one up. And that's um, the brand. That's not what it's made of. That's the literal, like that is the literal. Like, yeah, press, that's the literal maker. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that's that's the really that's the real tricky thing about backgammon is if you see if it's just a set of chips in a bag, you have no idea what it is. There's no there's no way to know what brand it is. Right. Um, but as long as it's not plastic it's got that weight it's got that marble look to it um you can almost you can almost always guarantee that it's that it's bakelite now there are there are tests you can do to like a hundred percent verify yeah i've i've never done that i've i've never had any problem with the ones i've sold um but yeah it generally you generally i think you can tell when you see it that it's that it's uh that it's legit um, but yeah, that's, it's one of my favorite things to look for. I will ask depending yeah. on where I'm at, what neighborhoods yeah. I'm like, Hey, got any old backgammon? They're like, what? Like, yeah, I know. It's a weird, weird, weird request, but you never know. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Cause you brought that up the other day. You're like, yeah, I actually ask people if they've got backgammon, you know, most people come up and like, you got any video games? <laughs> right. Nope. I asked for backgammon. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, it's, that's one of the things with, you know, with reselling, especially as, you know, if, if the market gets more competitive, Mm -hmm. um, you have to be able to find other, you know, got to be able to find other things um, that people don't really know about, or the people that have them don't think that they're worth anything. That's, that's another, another good point. Another good thing to think about with with things like that. Yeah. Well, and I still think about that with some of the stuff I grew up, the toys I grew up with. I, I would guarantee you there are still people out there, people, my, you know, parents, my, my parents' age, um, guys my age, kids my, you know, people my age, our age, who don't realize that the stuff that we had growing up is at an all-time high collectible right now. The '90s stuff is out of this world, out of control, in my opinion, and. That's what I'm always looking for. And I haven't had a ton of success garage sailing and finding like a garage sale that looks like it's like, you know, baby boomers finally are selling off their millennials things. Like they've probably already done that a lot of times, but I know there are people who have their attics full of this stuff that have their garages or basements full like boxes of wrestling figures or boxes of GI Joes or like if you find those vintage GI Joes, like vintage, I'm talking the eighties GI Joes, those things are nuts. I, I have never found them and I don't know much about them, but I know that the prices are, are nuts. Yeah. I I've never found those. I think the, the biggest toy buy that I've found, um, I found like a huge bin of transformers. Uh, I think it was beast, beast masters. I think yeah, is yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, that was one of the biggest, I, I think I, it was a huge, huge purple 10 and she was like 20 bucks for the whole 10. And 
I, I, I feel like I, it's been a long time, so I don't know the numbers anymore, but I feel like it was 800 plus dollars or so that I, I was able to sell all of them for. Like it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you're fine. You got your find of the week. Did you end up, you mentioned that you guys were coming back. You celebrated a, you had a big celebration this weekend, huh? Yeah. Thir- 13 years of, uh, of being together. So not 13 years married, 13 years, okay. uh, dating. So that's awesome. 10 years married this October. That's awesome. So yeah, it's a good time. So we were able to yeah. get out without the kiddos. It's um, always a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. A good time. So, Played a very interesting are... board game. Okay. My wife made up. So we played Battleship. <laughs> so they had Battleship, but yeah. they had the office trivia. So before you could attack your opponent, you had to answer office trivia question. That's awesome. So made it a little more fun than just typical Battleship. So yeah, it's a good time. But when you know all the answers, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Didn't know a lot of them. I <laughs> didn't know a lot of them. I've only watched it a little bit. It's funny. It's funny, but I've never, I'm not one of those people that sat and I didn't get into it when it first came out. And so I'm, I'm way behind the eight ball on that. So I didn't get into it when it first came out, but when I was a developer, yeah, um, cause I'd watched it a bunch of times. So when I was a developer, I would just throw it on and listen to it as I was coding, just something like in the background. So Makes I've, sense. I've probably gone through that series 15 times. <laughs> Like it's, yeah, it's crazy. So, so congratulations to you guys on, on 13 years of being together. That's a long time, as you said, but, but that's a <laughs> good you. thing. You said, yes. I mean, what did you say to me? You said it doesn't, I can't believe it's been 13 years. And yeah, I said, well, that must be going well. Yeah. That, <laughs> if it doesn't feel like it's been 13, sometimes it's 13 years feels like it's 30. So you're, you're, you're on the right side of the uh, defense there. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, going, going back to kind of how we've always done this, we we talked a little bit about our like the things we found. Um, what about what about sales? Do you have any any good any good sales to share with us? Sale of the week this week at all? Um, I I could go with the backgammon, but I'm going to go with. Um, let's see, it's like a Dreamcast game. So so. Okay. Um, it's a Toy Story 2 Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. And like you wouldn't really think much about, you know, a Toy Story video game. Like it's <laughs> not really. You probably would just be like, eh, it's Dreamcast. I don't, I'm just gonna leave it here anyway. Um, but that sold for $32. Um, it was not complete, it did not have the manual, it was just the mm-hmm. disc in a case <laughs> uh, for 32. So complete that game. If, if I'm not mistaken, complete that game will sell for right around 50 or 60 bucks, awesome. um, which is, which is crazy. So I, I got that in a, a bulk buy, um, a video games, uh, Facebook marketplace buy a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, I've always so, heard, if I'm not mistaken, Dreamcast, because it was so, it was a short lived system. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. there weren't a ton of games, but it's highly collectible because of that. Yeah. It is kind of what I've gathered from, from the videos I've watched and things and what I know about that. So, yep. Yeah, it is. It's very, very collectible. Um, I I have a Dreamcast from that buy, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have the power supply. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's the power supply that it's missing. So 
I'll probably end up buying a power supply at some point and um, that's, that's a good put it yeah. all together. That's a good, that's a good, um, just a, a small little topic to, to chat about real quick is, is uh, finding something, you know, buying something that's in a group and then knowing it has value, but it's not working. Something's not working and you know, okay, I, if I get this power supply, um, you know, is spending that money worth it to what I could get if it works? For instance, and this is what jogged my memory, is I asked you this past week, do you think it is worth me paying 50 bucks for a brand new in package, old school Tyco battery and battery charger? Because whatever's going on with mine is not working. Now, my fear is that the car itself is the problem and not the battery pack. It was just delivered today. I haven't grabbed it yet, but it's been delivered. And I paid 50 bucks for that brand new in package. If that doesn't work, I know it's not that. I know it's the car. And I do think I can sell what I've got brand new in package, even if I just open it, use it one time. I can sell that for still about 50 bucks, I think. Okay, so I can get that money back. I have $10 into the car, but if it works, I've got $60 into it and I can sell it. It's got its original box. I could sell it for around $150 to $200. So the question is, you know, when do you make that, when do you make that decision? Okay, I know this has value. If I put a little bit more into it, it's not going to be as big of a profit margin, but should I, should I do that and make it work or you know, if this doesn't work, I don't know how well I'd be able to sell that. Um, yes, you can sell things as is. You have sold things as is. I have never tried to do that. And that scares me just a little bit. Um, so tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that. Um, that's, yeah, that, that's a really good, it's a really good thing. I'm trying to think of some situations where I've gone out and, and bought additional things to to, to bolster a listing. I, th- I want to say I bought some, some like scuba, scuba pucks, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is, I guess it's what they use to kind of measure their distance when they're scuba diving or whatever. Um, but I bought two of those for really cheap, but they, they weren't working and I knew nothing about them. So I, I found there was a scuba shop near me. So I actually went to the scuba shop and was like, Hey, what do I need to, get this you know functioning and it was a super simple kit they're like hey you can just order this little kit put a new ring um new battery in it and a new ceiling protector for it and you should be good to go so i did i did that i was able to test it um and uh it 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 boosted the it was one of those things i I didn't want to sell it as is because of what it was right Like, like if someone is going to be diving I mean, granted, they they're, they got to check it before, before they go dive, but yeah. still, like that's you don't want to be responsible for something bigger, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a bigger deal than fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, then hey, this CD is skipping. Okay, well, no one's hurt from that. So, so you remember that scuba thing you sold me? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't make it. <laughs> oh God, now what? <laughs> that's that's no good. Um, but when it comes to like video games and selling things as is I will tell you what I, what I'll do sometimes. Um, if, you know, throughout the season, I, I will pick up, I'll pick up uh, consoles and, and whatnot here and there. And if I haven't 
gotten what I needed by the end of the season, mm-hmm. I will just put it out there in an as-is lot, um, knowing that what's that? Knowing that a um, a wholesaler or a a video game store is likely to buy it. Um, I've sold so many of those as-is lots yeah. um, to what I know are video game um, video game stores in different locations. On but eBay. All this t- yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I've known that because of their um, the name. Yeah. When they when they purchase. Well, and if you look at what they sometimes I'll look and I'll see. I mean, I get a shitty offer on one of my wrestling figures. I go look and see what they've sold lately. I got one of those recently. I actually blocked somebody. I was like, nope, you are not giving me a $5 offer on this figure. I don't care if I only have it listed for $17.50 or $15. You're giving me $5 on this. And the one I got listed for for $99.99, you're sending me a $20 offer. You're getting blocked. You know, so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, um, okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, I just sold something else. <laughs> no, come on. What'd you sell? Come on. I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. This 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 replaces the Toy Story as a sale of the week. Just oh, FYI. Sweet. This is a good one. So this is the uh, the iRobot gutter cleaner. You oh, you sold it. <laughs> sold it for two hundred full ask. That's dude. Hey, twenty five just That's sold awesome. for two hundred, and I think they've already paid. So I'm going to have a busy day. Yep, they already paid. I have a busy day tomorrow morning. I've got, yeah, I got uh, 10 things to either get ready tonight or tomorrow from the weekend. I, I When I looked, because I have three-day handling, and with the holiday and the weekend, if they buy it on Friday night or something, it doesn't have to be shipped till typically on Monday or sometimes even Tuesday yep. because eBay does not count the weekend as shipping days, even though Saturday is possible. Saturday is they don't count that. And so I looked and it said June 3rd this morning. I was like, oh, sweet. I'm just going to ship this one I started last week. And that, that's all I sent out today was the one one box. And I'll get the other ones out. Uh, I'll, I'll do that uh, this evening or tomorrow morning or a combination and get that stuff out. So sweet. Yeah, I've got I got 14, 14 yeah. to go out tomorrow. So is that from today or is that from the weekend, too? Uh, that's some from that's from the weekend, too, okay. I think. That's going all the way back to, um, all the way back to the twenty eighth. Okay. Yeah. So, been a nice, nice little study weekend. Good. Yeah, I had a good weekend too, and most of it's the wrestling figures, and got the Hasbro wrestling figures, and I'm not profiting on those yet. However, I looked at it, and I've made. My sales, just based on the sale price, this has nothing to do with shipping. It doesn't have anything to do with the sales tax. Just like the offer or whatever I took as the base sale, uh, I'm at about five hundred and fifty dollars. I think I paid between six and seven hundred. So you're getting close. I'm getting close, and some of my higher, I, the things I have higher listed higher, I still have, um, and if I so I have a, I have thirty figures left. And if I sold 30 figures at $5 a piece, which I have ones in there that are worth way more than that. And I have some of them that are broken. I'm going to have to lot up and people will still buy the broken figures because they're, this is something good for you to know. And I don't know if you know this Mm -mm. Hasbro wrestling figures have a huge custom figure making uh, community. So people will take old parts and break them apart, put them together in other figures. They will 3d print heads, 
for these newer characters from like modern era and they'll make them out of the old parts. So even if you have broken figures with wrestling figures, no matter what wrestling figure it is, people buy broken figures because it's such a huge custom collectible um, community as well. So that's, that's, that's my tip of the week, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So my sale of the week, I got... So I had two. Do you remember Owen Hart? Oh yeah, I Owen remember Hart. watching. Yeah, the, uh, I, wa- I I I definitely watched that. Uh, was it a WrestleMania pay per view when he yeah. when he uh, passed? Yep. I mean, they didn't show it. However, I can't imagine. Like I've watched so many documentaries on it, and and just people talking about that situation. So Owen Hart uh, was one of the the Hart Dynasty wrestlers. Um, his dad, Stu Hart, was was a big guy up in Calgary. He ran the Calgary Stampede uh, territory of wrestling in the 70s and 80s. And uh, his brother, Brett the Hitman Hart, was probably the more well-known name. The family had British Bulldog was a brother-in-law. Jim the Anvil Neidhart was a brother-in-law. They've got guys wrestling now. Natty Neidhart, Jim Neidhart's daughter. Uh, oh, wow. They've got um, uh, D- uh, Davy Boy's Smith Jr., who's British Bulldog's son, is a wrestler. Really? Um, they've got they've it's 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 crazy the amount of people that went through there. However, you know, back in '99, uh, it was it's been they just had the anniversary, May 23rd or 24th, when he passed. Um, they were doing a stunt where and Sting used to do this where they'd come down from the ceiling just as like a uh you know, just as an entrance on like a harness and his harness was not properly uh, attached. And he fell from the, the, from the catwalk of the Kemper arena in St. Louis. I think it was St. Louis. It might've been uh, case is either Kansas city or St. Louis. Uh, he fell from the ceiling and, and passed away that night during the wrestling pay-per-view. Um, but anyways, and that's terrible, but I sold, I had two of his figures in that lot. I bought and I sold each of them for $60 a piece. So, wow, that was a good sale. I had those two. And then I've got the Bushwhackers. I don't know if you remember those guys at all. Oh, yeah. The Bushwhackers figures. These are later series. The ones that you typically see are black and gray. These ones are the tan and whatever. Um, And those sold combined for I sold it for 68 bucks for those. Yes. And then uh, going back to, as I've said before, networking, I did a consignment uh, sale. I listed it. It's from the same lady I've, I've done most of my consignment stuff with. I finally listed it the other night. I think it was Friday night and it sold on Saturday to somebody in Westerville, which is where my son is. And it is a, I know I don't need to go pick it up, but I've had this beer and it's making me do it. Um, it's a Coleman catalytic heater, oh, which wow. she never used. She bought it on clearance at looks like big lots for $44.99 and I sold it for $82.50. What's that? asking price? So wow. Or maybe it was $84.99, something like that. Either way, that's a good deal. She never Heck used yeah. it. I'm gonna get what 40% of that sale. All I did, I mean, within 24 hours that was sold. And I will say if you have any outdoor stuff, this is the time to get it listed. Um, when it comes to camping and stuff. And I th- started thinking about that. So I listed it and that sold right away. Um, so those are my sales of the week. And I just had consistent 10 to 20 to 
50 that I just had consistent sales. Um, I, I did sale or find of the week a long time ago. I remember the, the Koosh paddles. Yeah. Um, yep. I sold those for my full asking price the other day. I had had no interest in that since I listed them. I sold them for $44.99, just the three paddles. I paid a buck 99 a piece for those. So, you know, outdoor stuff is huge right now because we're finally, we're finally outside. We're able to get out. It's not as, yep. you know, it's in theory, it's not as cold. We had a pretty awful weekend, but uh, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was a weird weekend. Very weird. Otherwise. So we got the sales, we got, we got, uh, I did a little tip of the week. You got any tips of the week or any bolos or anything that you kind of stumbled across other, I guess, bolo, you did that wizard. Uh, yeah. The wizard, laser. wizard laser disc. That'll, that'll be my bolo. Okay. Um, I got I got nothing on the tips right now. Slacking. That's all right. That's all right. How are things going in the new space? Let's do a little space update. Space update. Oh, uh, it's nice. Um, I've I've done a good job of filling the space. Uh, the the laser discs definitely helped. Um, sure. But it's it is it's like the perfect amount uh, of space, honestly, because. Any any more, you know, if I if I doubled that space as a part timer, that would probably be too much product to realistically be able to handle with okay. with a full time job. Yeah, um, you know, and, and the kids and everything. So it's it's the perfect amount of space. Um, I've been looking through some of my bins. Some of my bins are getting smaller, so I've still got I've still got room, to, you know, to continue going out and sourcing and and adding, adding more things in. Um, so yeah, so far it's, it's worked out nicely. I, I will probably be over there tomorrow for a good portion of the day. I'll probably work, uh, work, work from there, uh, tomorrow after I get my, get my orders packed up in the morning. Yeah. Um, since the kids will be, since the kids will be in camp. So it'll be, it'll be nice. Yeah. How often are you able to get like, I mean, you've only been in there for what, I guess it'd be about two weeks now. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. So how um, often are you making your way? It's only what three minutes from the house or something. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's right around the corner. Um, how often are you making it over there? Um, I mean, I, I would go there every other day, if not every day. To do something i didn't get there today today was too uh too crazy at work with the three-day weekend uh, there was well, just too much going on today so um had, had no sh no shot of getting over there today um but i i did i got over there yesterday um i picked up so what i did for the laser discs um you know i've, I've gone over there i've grabbed a few bins um brought them to the house just to look them up um you know kind of off hours when we're not yeah. doing much just kind of look them up here um, so i've done that a couple times um and yeah i'll I go over there as, as often as i can uh me and john have been working you know getting getting more of those desks out of the upstairs yeah. um yeah. which has been just been fun john's done he's done a lot more than i have but he's he's there he's there all the time i think that's his full-time job yeah you know um yeah, he's, he's been he's been busting john if you're listening because i know you are um, you deserve to have to take more of those desks down. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Now he's, uh, he's been busting. Yeah. He's been busting his butt. I bet um, he has. It's come. It seems like just based on, I mean, seeing some of the pictures that he put up, 
the things you've put up, the videos and stuff that you've both put up. It seems like you guys have an awesome space yeah. that is going to work for the two of you. It gives you, I think it gives you room to grow potentially in the mm-hmm. future as well. And you guys have a lot of space for a really neat, like, like you talked about, like that neat potential for the upstairs, for instance, like you've got some flexibility with what you can do there. And I think that's, yep. I mean, what you, what, what more could you ask for? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's perfect. Like there's locations. <laughs> yeah. Per, perfect location. Yeah. Uh, price is good. Perfect yeah. amount of space. Like, awesome. yeah, it's, it, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to being able to work to work out of there um, more often here uh, throughout the summer. Right. Until um, they make us go back to the office, but we'll see. <laughs> so, um, before we before we go into the the last little topic here, um, I want to thank John. I, I asked him a bunch of questions about shipping uh, sports cards or trading cards, and he he he. He graciously uh, helped me out with that numerous times. I asked him more this weekend about things, and he he responds every time, um, and I'm very grateful for that. So thank you, John, for uh, helping me out with those things. You know, I'm just a newbie. I'm just a noob. So I'm doing my best, and uh, that's been very helpful. Um, there was, I think there was one other thing I was going to say before I got into this, but maybe that's – Maybe that's it for today. Um, I will so, say he's he, he is uh, he's very good about about helping, um, giving a knowledge and answering yeah. questions. Um, yeah, and I think I think as a whole the reseller community is is very good with that. And I think it's because we all realize that we were all noobs at one point. Yeah, and at least the people that I've talked with and dealt with, none of us take ourselves too seriously. Right. Yes. And I think that's the, like that, that's the key. Like we're, we're just, we're just people that like to buy stuff and yeah. sell yeah. it. Like yeah. we're not, we're not divas. We're not, yeah. uh, you know, prima donnas or anything like that. So um, yeah, he's, he's always been great with giving information. And I, I think we, we like to, to give information. Like it's, yeah. it's fun to help other people, um, you know, do, do good things for themselves and their family. Like that's, that's yeah. awesome. And when you help somebody, it, it, not only do you get sort of that, um, would be the intrinsic value from that of helping somebody, but when you help somebody and they profit or benefit from it, those people are also often willing to help you if you need help or, yeah. and it, that's not why you do it, but, but, it's just kind of what happens because of it. It's, it's, it's a, it's the, the effect of the cause, I guess, I, <laughs> you know? Um, so I appreciate John's help. Um, I will say that I'm in a group RVA flips, I think is what it's called. There's something like that on Facebook. And there's a lot of assholes on that group who, when new people ask questions, they're like, so there, there's a mix in the, I will say that yeah. there's a mix in the reselling community. There are people who are clearly only out there for themselves and to make as much money as possible. But then the people that, I think it's just kind of the circle that I'm going to lump myself in with you, the circle that we're in, mm-hmm. you know, John and Lonnie, like I've been watching those guys for, for, for several years now. And, 
and I've hooked up with you in the, in this capacity and I'm watching you. And then there's people that they are friends with like Tennessee picker and Commonwealth picker and Tesla picker. And like, there's a certain, there's different, like, I think there are different, like uh, maybe regions or, or different yeah. like sex, sex yeah. of yeah. people. Um, and, and, and I know that, that there's, I don't know, there's good and there's bad. And that's no matter what you do, yeah. there's going to be people who are jerks and who are only out for themselves and vice versa. However, I agree with you. There are a lot of people who just want to help and yeah. are willing to. And I think that's awesome. So talking about your big buy, your huge buy, and then looking behind me at all this mess, let's talk about a topic that you recommended we talk about. And that was avoiding the death pile, or as I like to call it, the death room, because that's what I have. Um, I don't have the, well, I don't make the time to list what I have. Um, you can see back here, I've got my Macho Man wrestling buddy, uh, the Macho oh, nice. King wrestling buddy. I've yeah. got a Slim Jim Macho Man. <laughs> now I'm not selling these. There's my other, where is it? Uh, that's another Dolly painting there. Oh, nice. There's a one of those uh, animated waterfall light up things that i bought i don't know why but i bought <laughs> anyway, i don't know why that's anyway, the question i mean right it has there. value if i want to sell it on ebay and ship the thing it, i could sell it for a 100 bucks but that might be something i ask you guys to put up in the old attic there and the <laughs> so anyways Not a bad idea so what kind of where did you get this what what brought that upon uh what brought this topic to you where you're like Hey, I got an idea for this topic. It's what about avoiding a death pile? Because every reseller knows what a death pile is. Yeah. So it, it kind of came to me because as you've mentioned a few times, um, you know, we've got people that are listening right now are um, kind of just starting out on, on that resale journey. And it's one of those things that it's one of those things that it's very easy to to fall into that that death pile trap so the way i look at it um that there's there's an element of risk and gambling that we all kind of take and i think as resellers we all kind of like that uh you know that 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 risk that gamble uh, yeah. when it comes to to purchasing things mm -hmm. um, another part of the um it's another part of the uh the rush of adrenaline yeah. Just like selling something or finding the treasure, the risk is a part of it too. I, I, yeah. I agree with you 100%. And if you, you know, if you, you know, if you, if you succumb to that too often and you make a lot of, a lot of bad buys, you're going to end up with, you end up with a lot of stuff that is not really worth selling and it's not really worth your time. Um, so I kind of wanted to just talk about that kind of quickly. Um, just a couple of a couple of things that I try to keep in mind, at least when I'm when I'm reselling, um, and uh, when I go through go through the things that I have. So, um, first thing is you are going to make bad decisions. <laughs> um, it's yep. it, it 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 is going to happen. Um, there's a quote I don't remember who it said. It's like eighty percent of life is how you react to what's happened to you, or something like that. So making the bad decision is not a bad thing, but if you continue to make those bad decisions and continue to just pile those things up, 
you're going to be like, I don't really like reselling. This is not fun. I'm not making yeah. any money. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what my, my, again, my, my advice, at least for people that are just starting, um, I don't want to say stick to one thing because I think you, you limit yourself too much, but try to find something that you are interested in and relatively knowledgeable about to at least start with, get used to. And if you do make some of those bad decisions, you know, it takes two seconds to look it up. If it's not worth it, just get rid of it. Just, yeah. just yeah. call it a loss, take it to Goodwill, get it out of your house. Um, and, and don't, you know, don't, don't sit on it. So for <laughs> me, I have, um, you know, I, I try to have a relatively strict ish plan when I do my garage sale. So when I get back, you know, I try to look everything up. Um, and I try to get my pictures taken. Um, I try to get them taken within that day, depending on how much stuff I've brought in. Um, and then if I've got things that I are like, yeah, this is not worth it. Then the, the next part of my reselling day is taking those things to Goodwill and just getting okay. rid of them. Okay. Um, I, is that I, where you choose, is that where you choose to donate back to Goodwill? usually and that's just because it's the closest and they have a drive-through <laughs> um there's yeah. no yeah i'll go goodwill or st vincent de paul that's christy uh, does st vincent de paul we're we're catholic and i know okay. that's a big thing um she just knows that it's going to go to better use going to st vincent de paul's than it is to goodwill and st vincent de paul's um we're right by the university of dayton and it's right okay right it's there right by the stadium actually so um it's probably closer we have a goodwill that's pretty close two goodwills that are pretty pretty close too but um this that's the right decision for us i was just curious gotcha. where, you, where you typically will will go yeah it's it it's typically just convenience <laughs> whichever yeah. is uh the closest for me to drop it off to or if, if i'm if i'm going to go to st vincent de paul then i'll take yeah. stuff there mm -hmm. drop it off but I always try to do that. I just try to, in end of the day, I try to get my pictures done and stuff that's not worth selling. I try to get rid of it, um, or I do get rid of it. Um, you do that as it comes in, correct? Is that what you're yes. saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's part of my. So my my day is you know garage sales, mm -hmm. drop the wife and kids off so they can nap, <laughs> go unload. Okay. Take pictures if depending on how much I have. If I have too much, you know, I can't get through all of it, but yeah. um, at the very least I will I try to take pictures. And there's obviously there's some things that I know, like, you know, I, I'm on the fence on this. So I'll look those up. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, if they're not worth anything, I just, I just get rid of them. Um, and the, the other thing is, I guess when you're, when you're sourcing, when you're out, um, like you mentioned earlier, Sure, I saw this thing sell once, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For for fifty dollars. So mm -hmm. you you have to take into account the so the supply and demand for that item. Yep. You know, it, is there a lot of demand out there for that item? If not, and if you don't have if you don't have the room or the desire to hold, then you you're gonna want to pass right. on things like that. If you're trying to move things quick. And you need to be looking for things that have a really high sell-through rate. Yeah. 
Um, and that's, yeah. that's, th that's my advice when it comes to avoiding a death pile. Find things with a high sell-through rate. Yeah. Get rid of the things that you've looked up that are not worth selling. Um, <laughs> if it's too big to ship, put it on Facebook Marketplace and see if it'll, see if it'll move. And that's become a huge thing. Um, and offer up things like that. Um, yep. Those are more local, localized, although they have shipping on both now. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, so, you know, thinking about the death pile thing, and I talk about, you know, I've got, none of that is listed. <laughs> that's oh, part of none of that. I got a whole table full unlisted over here. I've got stuff over there. I got stuff back there. So for me, it's, I find things that I think have value and I know have value. I've got, this is mostly electronics. This is all stuff that needs tested in some way. And I don't, I'm bad about that. <laughs> uh, and then I have more, let's see if you can see down here. I've got more electronics oh, wow. here that I haven't tested. And I know there's money there, but I'm getting to the point where if I don't list those, I got to do something. So I've thought about marketplace. I've thought about just trying to, find the higher, if something's worth more than 50 bucks, mm -hmm. get it listed, get it on eBay and, and, and move on. Um, take any offer that comes in. Basically I paid, I probably paid between 10 and 25 bucks for each one of these things. Sure. Uh, some of them lower than that. Um, but anyways, it's like for me as a part-timer, we talked about this before. Um, and you mentioned, you know, you work at a desk all day. And then when you get done, you're like, I got to go do something. And so listing, getting up and, and doing that stuff is like exciting. And you have the energy to go do it. Whereas for me, I get home and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to sit down because I've been, I've been doing this manual labor all day and I can't handle it at 40 years old. I don't my body is not responding to it as well. I'm exhausted. Not every day, but a lot of days. And so I'll get things. I'll bring them in the house. I found time to source, but I, I didn't, there's no time then to, or I'm not making time to list. And so my biggest problem with avoiding that death pile is where is your balance? If you're sourcing more than you can list, is it worth it? Um, and the other thing for me is I did the whole thing. You mentioned it where you start to hate. Um, you said you start to hate reselling. Um, not you, but if you get too much stuff and you, you haven't listed it or it's not good stuff, I think I have a lot of good stuff. Um, but I stopped selling at one point. I got discouraged and I stopped and I thought about just getting rid of everything. I actually thought about at one point asking John if he had any interest in anything I had and just getting out of it because I thought maybe I should just focus on coaching. I don't have time to do all of these different things, but in the past since you and I started talking, like my whole mindset has changed and, and I see the viability in this as a business yep. and I see the viability in this and my coaching as businesses. Um, so what happened is I had bought all this stuff and I didn't list it and I just had it sitting down here and I got back into it. But instead of listing what I had, I started going to thrift stores over the winter and I went to garage sales at the end of last year when they kind of opened back up a little bit. So I started to get things and that stuff sold. And now I've got all this other stuff that I never listed that I had prior to that, um, that I'm kind of on the fence. Now, what do I do? Um, I'll show you to my, I have a bookshelf right here 
and you can tell it's 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 not oh, wow. super, yeah. it's not super packed. But that's because I went through, and if you see my books back there, I went through and decided I didn't need all these Civil War books that I bought on an estate sale that aren't individually worth very much. So I'm either going to donate all of those. Christy said maybe take them to half price books, see what they give you. Fifteen or, cents. Right. Or I thought about maybe I'll put a big lot of Civil War books and, and history books on Marketplace and see if somebody's interested. Yep. History is a big thing, but maybe it's I get 25, 50 bucks for the whole thing rather than trying to list each one. I finally decided this weekend it was no longer worth keeping them here. I'm never going to list them. And then, you know, I figured out what I had that was unlisted that has potentially like a 15 plus dollar value. Mm-hmm. and everything else that wasn't coming up as, as you know, good in the solds, I, I'm just moved it over. I said, that stuff's got to get out of here. I got to get it out of here. So I think avoiding the, the, the death pile is a tough, I think it's a tough thing if you don't have systems in place to, to avoid it. And yeah. I've learned a lot from you because you do have those systems. I'd be curious when we, um, I was really grateful also when John, you know, he had heard what we talked about last week and I said, maybe we should all meet down at your shop or your space at some point and, and run a little interview podcast with him from down there. And he sent me a message and he said, I think that's a great idea. So, you know, one of those questions I might ask is like, okay, I know Brennan's process. My process is flawed. I don't really have it set up as a, like a habitual process right now when I bring things in. And you always tell me like, yeah, I processed this stuff through. And so I know you have a process. Uh, and so when you say that, do you mean that I, I'm figuring out what everything's worth? This thing's not worth enough to sell. I'm going to put that over here. That's going to go to Goodwill. Is that? And then you're taking your pictures. When you say processing, you're bringing it in. You're going through it all. You're figuring out potential value. You're taking your pictures. Are you also kind of storing it at that point? Or are you waiting yeah. to store it? Now, yeah. It, list? Like, how do you it, go about that? Yeah, at this point, I am. So I will, I will take pictures. Now, yeah. some things I know when I buy them, like I, I know this is going to sell. Like, I yeah. know there's value here. But um, the things that I'm on the fence about, I, I will look it up um, prior to taking a picture. And if it's not worth it, then that doesn't make my picture pile. That just goes, that goes to the Goodwill pile. Um, I'll take the pictures of everything else. Um, and I will, so right now what I'm doing, because I, I was not great about this as far as the weighing and figuring yes. out the boxes before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm being very, very strict on myself about making sure mm-hmm. I do that now. Um, so I'll do that with my pictures. I do everything on my phone. So I, I take all my pictures and everything is on my yep. phone. So it's always there, yep. uh, which gives me, um, you know, any downtime, you know, I can, I can list a few things. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll get the pictures taken and I will, I'll put them into a bin and then I'll take a picture. So I know everything under this picture is in this bin yep. and then I'll go ahead and list. I'll add that bin to my, uh, to the custom custom label yeah. tag under item specifics and uh and good to go there so when i say i've processed everything that means i've taken all the pictures and i've got it uh in its space okay um it'll usually take me a little while after that to actually list it but for me as long as i've got it pictured 
and I am able to list when I have the time. I've mm-hmm. got everything ready to list. That's that uh, that is a win for me. Yeah, and I'm so so then I'm you know as I say I'm kind of curious as to someone like John or Lonnie or somebody who's you know I, I try to think of other full timers that I watch um, and I'm not sure who is full time and who's not. But anyways, but I wonder what John's process is when he brings something in. Does he have a similar process that's a, a habit? He's been doing this full time for yeah. how many years now? A decade? Yeah, I think so. Or more. I mean, yeah. so he's been doing this a long time. He knows his systems. He knows what works and doesn't work. And he knows his tendencies. So he knows exactly what he wants to do every day. I'd be curious to know, well, what's your process? So avoiding the death pile was an episode yeah. that we did, right? So, you know, what would you say your, you know, your process is that helps you to uh, avoid a death pile because it seems like if I'm not mistaken, you would know this better than me, but through his videos, he does have things that are unlisted, but not nearly like I probably have more unlisted stuff. Like he seems to move through his listings pretty quickly. He, he will have, I'm sure he's got plenty of things unlisted right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. because he, he bought, he, he did a lot of buying, I think in the past, past two weeks, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know his full process, but I know um, I know that he I know that he works extremely hard yeah. to get through yeah. um, to get through his product and to to get it listed. Um, and uh, I, I mean, he's he's obviously turned it into into a viable business for himself. And um, it's you know, it's not a you know, it's it's not a joke for me. I don't take it as a joke either, but it's not, you know, if, if I stopped reselling tomorrow, I wouldn't, we would be fine. Right. You know what I mean? It's, like your, it, side, it's, it's your side money. Right. So it's, 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 it's his life. It's his viability. Right. It's his business. Yeah. It's his job. And that's, that's the thing that I, I really respect about uh, yeah. all the, the full timers, yep. like John and Lonnie, just yep. being able to, be like, yep, this is, this is what I'm doing. And I am, I am going to make this work. Dedication, and, man. Like yeah. it's, and it's also self-discipline. Oh, you yeah. have to have self-discipline to be able to do that. Well, yeah, you could do it poorly <laughs> and have no self-discipline, which is one of my fears of myself. I, it's not that I don't have self-discipline, but I do allow outside factors often to affect my mood when it comes to how I'm selling things or, you know, but I, yeah. I, I promised you when that uh, monorail got shipped back that I wasn't going to let it affect me and it didn't. So nice. like that was something that I had let it when I had something shipped back previously in the past, I kind of stopped selling for several months. Um, so it'd been about a year ago. I think I sold it probably in March or April. I, as you saw in my May stuff last mm-hmm. year, 200 yeah. bucks in sales. I just stopped listing. I stopped caring. Um, and there were no garage sales or very few at the time anyways, but so it's not, that's neither here nor there, but would you say, you hear this a lot of the times and, and I would, I would kind of agree with this. Would you say consistency is key when it comes to your process? Yes. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Consistency is definitely the key and it's, it's really just finding, finding what works well. Yeah what works well for you. Um, what I would, what I would say to you, if everything you've got sitting there is electronics that need to be tested, 
maybe electronics are not I mean, because what you've what you've sold yep. right here yep. that's gotten you to your goal. Yep. How many of those things were electronics? Yep, not many. Not so many. yep, maybe maybe electronics because because of the nature of your full time job. Yep. And the time you have testing mm-hmm. things is just mm-hmm. not not in the cards. So yeah, my my advice would be sell them as is or yeah or yeah. don't buy them. I don't know. Well, because oh, yeah. you know. I'll sit with these wrestling. You should have seen these before I clean them. You know, I'll sit for, I'll, I'll spend 20 minutes cleaning them up to make them look better because I know it's going to increase the value. Yes. I put more time in, but I sold them for more than if I would have just left them with all this dirt on them. And, you know, I take my denatured alcohol and I'm very careful with my Q-tip and I clean them out. And, and, and that's why I'm able to sell them. I think able to sell them for higher prices, even though they've been well used. They don't look like it because I cleaned them as, as much as I did. Yeah. So I don't have, other than me having issues, you know, with listing and the death pile, you made a good point. Um, source things you like, source things you enjoy. And, and what I did is I, I, I did an online estate sale auction last maybe April, picked up a bunch of this electronic stuff, never, and, and then I stopped kind of selling once the Nintendo came back. I kind of stopped selling. I was like, man, I don't like that that's something people can do. They can ship it back. They're saying it doesn't work, but I know it worked when it left. And right. so it kind of discouraged me. But I had bought that stuff at the time I was deciding I'm going to get back into reselling a little bit. And then I stopped again. So I've got it all back here. Had I just bought one thing and didn't test it, that would be different. Because then I would have known this is not what I want to do. Right. Now I know it's not what I want to buy. But I got a bunch of stuff back here I need to get rid of. So yeah. I think what, when I get the time to sit down, I'm going to, and maybe it's winter. Maybe it's when I'm, when there's less stuff coming in. That's the kind of stuff maybe I need to get out on Marketplace and say, you know, make an offer on all of this or make an offer on some of this. And mm-hmm. at this point, I don't remember what I put into everything. <laughs> I've got it list. I've got it somewhere in receipts from the estate sale auction, but I don't, I don't really care about profiting on it. I just, at this point, need to get it going. money back. Yeah. So um, any other tips for people on avoiding death piles uh, at all? Um, um, yeah, just, uh, Good product is good product. Good product is good product. And don't don't feel like you have to buy something just because you've gone outsourcing. That's tough. Um, yeah, mean, it is tough. you experience that? Like, I'll go oh, to yeah. a sale and be like, I'm going to get this. And I get home. I'm like, man, why did I buy that? Just because there was, I felt bad because they were having a sale and there was nothing good. Like, yep. you don't have to buy something just because you yep. went into someone's sale. And just the, you know, because... It, it's tough if you're out, you know, for an hour or two and you're like, I haven't found anything. And then you kind of start reaching a little bit. Yep. And um, that, that's, that's, that's one thing you want to avoid. I mean, you know, if it, if it's not, if it's not right that day, then just, you know, don't force it and just, yeah. you know, come back, come back the next day is uh, be my advice on that one too. Yep. Okay. Um, and I guess for me, just my advice, because I am, I'm struggling with the death pile thing. And for those of you who don't know what a death pile is, maybe we, could, maybe we should say that because a lot of you are new listeners or people who don't resell friends of mine, friends of Brennan's, whatever it is, a death pile 
um, at least my knowledge of it is, is basically stuff you've bought uh, that you've never listed, or maybe it's stuff you've bought you've never listed because it doesn't have value or it's not worth listing. For me, my death pile is stuff I just never listed. I know I have money here. Like I tell people all the time, I have thousands of dollars in this basement. I know I do, mm -hmm. but I don't have the time to manifest that, yep. to get it out there. Um, or I'm not, I will say my time management skills for the part-time that I am doing this aren't great either. So my advice to people, if now that you know what a death pile is, <laughs> um, my advice would be to come up with a process, come up with a system that works for you, your personality, everything, like just how you do things, figure out a way to do that, make it a habit consistently, habitually do that thing and, and, and build it that way. Because if you keep doing it different every time, you're never going to get into a groove. Um, yep. Brennan's got into a groove the way that he does things. People like Cincinnati Picker, John, he's gotten into a groove. Lonnie and Candace down on Shed Flips, they got into a groove. Commonwealth Picker, I watch him. Tennessee mm -hmm. Picker, sometimes I watch him. Um, Danny up in Piqua Resellers, I, you know, there are, they have, everybody has a process. Everybody has a different personality and a different way of doing things, different way of learning. And so figure out what works for you. Once you figured it out, make it a habit. Do it every time because that's something I haven't done. Uh, and I have been really working because of the friendship I've built with Brennan. That's something I've tried to do is because I look up to him and he talks all the time about how his process, like this is what I've done. And I'm like, I have to do that. And maybe the way you do it doesn't completely work for me, but a lot of those aspects and a lot of those parts of it do work for me tweak the things that don't work and, and you're going to be better off for it. And so buy list and sell. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll say it again for everybody. We really enjoy uh, seeing the amount of people who are watching our, uh, or listening, I guess not. I always say watching cause I see you right now, but that listen to our podcast. We see it's growing. We very much appreciate that. Um, we still have not gotten one piece of email to the flip it curiously at gmail.com, which I think you should do because if you do, we've got a very, very luxurious uh, sticker of the Cincinnati picker that, that or sorry, the curious picker, curious picker oh, God, yeah. I'm all over the place now. <laughs> this 11% has hit me hard. Um, just so you know, I had one hamburger, one hamburger for dinner and I'm done. Um, oh, yeah. Anyways, the curious picker, gosh, Cincinnati picker, somebody else. Yep. Don't listen, John. <laughs> John was John was slightly inebriated on a previous podcast himself. Now I've I apparently have done the same. His hey. was at the beginning, though. I'm at the end. So hey, yeah, at least you made it to the end. <laughs> I made it to the end. I mean, I've I've been faking it for a while, but uh, <laughs> also we have buymeacoffee.com slash flip it curiously if you so choose to donate to our cause of. Uh, sharing craft beers and, and um, you know, we don't, you know, we just have it out there. If anybody wants to donate, do it. If you don't, don't worry about it. It's just something we've got out there that we will kind of try to develop as we develop the podcast. Um, Brennan, where can people find you on social media? 
Uh, you can find me on YouTube, of course, uh, Curious Picker, as well as uh, Instagram and Facebook. Also, all those right. are the Curious Picker. Um, and I actually just set up a big cartel um, website nice. today. Oh, stickers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it is big cartel. Let's see. Sorry. It is the curious depot dot big cartel. Um, it will be, I'll, uh, I'll put it in, I'll put it in my YouTube videos and I'll probably put it on my Instagram. Um, it's nothing special right now. It's just one sticker that you can buy. Oh, I don't have any other merchandise at this point. So we'll I'll wait a little air, while. But. Maybe I'll start airbrushing curious pickers yeah. t-shirts for you hey there you go we'll get it that's, we'll get it worked out that's a good idea right there. right right so okay. i should that's what i should have done is at the reseller rally is airbrush t-shirts for people yes that's right or that's beer awesome. koozies or something but anyways <laughs> uh if you have not checked out brennan on youtube go subscribe watch his videos like the videos because you will um brennan puts out some excellent excellent content that more people need to be watching uh so right, thank uh, you go check that out and then you can find me flip it du on instagram please go follow me uh you know love or like or whatever my 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 posts um communicate with me through there i have no problem with that uh i have been trying to build that and i'm pretty happy so far in the short amount of time i've put that together i try to get some posts every once in a while so um thanks for listening to us and thanks for making it through this 11% beer with me. Um, I didn't make it through, but <laughs> hey, you did a good job. You did a Wait good till job. this weekend, Brandon, you'll get to see, uh, we'll see how it goes on a boat drinking. So, some, um, some sea legs, <laughs> but I'm very much looking forward to, to, to meeting you in person where we're not just exchanging a Salvador Dali right. print in my alley. Um, yep. <laughs> so looking forward to meeting you, John, Lonnie, and all those guys. Um, there's other people too. I know I always say the same names because they're so influential to me as a part-timer. Um, it'll be a fun time this weekend. I think it's going to, we're going to have a lot to talk about next pod. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. So, so until good next stories. time, everybody, uh, we encourage you to flip it. Curiously. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk to you all next time. See you guys.